You're listening to the Shed Some Light Podcast, where the beers are kept cold and the conversation is always flowing. Coming to you live, it's Michael and Jack. Sit back, relax, and grab a cold one. It's time to get started. Foamy beer. Foamy beer. <laughs> Saved it. Shed some light. The boys are back. Not doing a weird Wednesday this week, as we previewed on Monday's show. Today's, well, one, this is going to be our last episode of 2021. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everyone. Nobody cares. <laughs> Just but another day. our last episode of 2021, fitting, is going to be all Notre Dame football. We were talking everything about the Fiesta Bowl coming up on New Year's Day, giving our thoughts, a little bit of a preview. We're not experts, but we're just talking football. So we're here. We're here. It's that it's the thought that counts. Yeah. Not the actual insight. Right. So if you want some probably mediocre football analysis, you've tuned into the right show. I thought, you, I thought you were going to be like, if you want some real football analysis, go check out somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, it couldn't be us. But hey, let's uh, let's jump right into it. Notre Dame, Oklahoma State, New, okay. New Year's Day. I want to start off with gut prediction and then like break it down afterwards. So gut prediction for you. 28 to... Uh, 20. Notre Dame. You know minus? 42-13. You're damn right, <laughs> baby. Hell yeah. Was it 40 is it 42 or 41 that I always go with? I don't I don't remember. One, One of those, those two. two to 13. Notre Dame. <laughs> I would die. Gut reaction. That's what I'm going with. That, that's my gut reaction. Somewhere around there for me. 28-20ish. You you think it's going to be a one-score game at the end? 31 to 20 maybe yeah i don't know i don't know i got a lot i got a lot of notes here a lot of a lot of things to talk about i'll let you lead it then okay um well first thing that i wanted to bring up here oklahoma state notre dame comes in ranked number five oklahoma state is ranked number nine oklahoma state was like what uh, an inch two inches away from making the college football playoffs if they would have just beaten baylor Ascent, I mean, I mean, no, but yeah, there's a chance, yeah. And uh, I don't know if it's irrational confidence or what, but like, I don't like they're a really good football team, but I don't think they're a college football playoff team. Yeah, I mean, listen, from from the one game that I've like actually genuinely like sat down and watched of theirs, um, which was the Baylor game eye test and like all bias aside like they didn't look that good yeah they were also without their best running back is he gonna play in the ball game he's questionable okay so doesn't i'm guessing it doesn't look likely i would uh, from what i've read and what i've heard it's more likely than not likely that he's gonna play that he's going to play Still not worried. Um, 
You know, this is also the first time ever that we've played Oklahoma State. That's pretty really? wild. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Didn't know that. A um, couple other things I wanted to touch on just right off the bat. Kind of well, more. Real quick, just talking about that Baylor game, too. At the end of the day, I don't trust anybody in the Big 12. <laughs> like, and that's like not a joke either. Like, those two teams were like, oh, they're big, dude, you know, they're fucking duking it out. Like, both those teams are probably not the best. It's the Big 12. Eh, yeah. I'm, I'm, my only concern in this game is how our offensive line stacks up against their defensive line. Their defense is really, really good. And the best part about their really good defense is their line. Okay, so then it's mine's not even the O line, mine's Blake Fisher. I'm not worried about the O line. I'm worried about Blake Fisher. Yeah. That's it. And it it really doesn't help that Kyron's not playing because he's an elite pass blocker. I will say Chris Tyree has gotten a lot better at it. Yes, but he's, he's just not a he's smaller not, stature yeah. back. He's not Kyron. But he's very good. He's gotten very good at pass blocking. Yeah. Yeah. The no no Kyle Hamilton. I mean, we played the second half of the season without him. It obviously would have been sick to have him back. But like that's that's pretty understandable. Kyron is also a big loss, like I said, like our leading rusher and just a phenomenal pass blocker as well. Like yeah. I think that's gonna be missed, especially with Fisher putting being put back into the the starting lineup on the offensive line worried about that other than that like i think the defense is gonna contain them yeah I, I, i'm not worried about our defense um I, I, so jalen warren is their running back the one that's that's questionable um he had both shoulder and ankle injuries in the same year like that's why time. that's why he didn't play in the Big Twelve Championship because he had a shoulder injury and an ankle injury. What year is he? I couldn't tell you. Because I think that matters. Because like if he's a junior and you know he's their best running back, he's like I'm going to go to the league. There's no fucking reason to play. If there was a reason to play, it would have been in the Big Twelve Championship. Yeah, yeah. I mean, without him though, their offense is super one dimensional. I want to say they only had like seventy rushing yards in the Big 12 championship without him. But, um, yeah, I, it, it'll be significant as to whether or not he plays. Uh, and then their best wide receiver is this kid named Tay Martin. Um, they had a total of 69. There you go. Oh, nope, 70. 70 go. on the dot. Yep. It's tough. Yeah. Um, and then Tay Martin is their best wide receiver. He's had four games of over 100 receiving yards this year. That ain't good. But what I really want to talk about here is uh, Spencer Sanders, their quarterback. Yeah. Um, really slings the ball around. Can really sling it. Like I said, their, uh, their offense gets really one-dimensional if uh, – if they're they're running backs out, um, Spencer Sanders he he did I'll give him credit he threw for over twenty four hundred yards this year, um, but he had twelve interceptions, so like almost averaging out to like one per game right, um, but seven of those twelve interceptions came against Baylor in two games 
So the best defense he played, shit on him. So what what it seems like is if you get pressure on this kid, he is not a very good decision maker. Yeah. And that's where I think Notre Dame is going to find some success. Foskey, MTA, Kurt Heinisch. Like if they're living in the backfield, I think there's a chance that this game could get kind of ugly. I mean, it's been even like, okay, even if their running back does play, we've said it all year. I'm not worried about our run defense. Our run defense is fine. That's what our linebackers this year are made for. Our linebackers are basically glorified DNs at this point, mm-hmm. where like their job is to just fucking plug a hole, and they do it great. Pass coverage, they're eh, at best. So like, if it comes down to them running the ball as like their only option, I'll take that any day of the week. But it's going to be more likely the other way. It's going exactly. to be more likely that they're going to be pass heavy. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think their best option is to run the ball. That's what Oklahoma State's offense is made of. And that that's, goes up against our best option, which is to stop the run. So I'm, I'll take that battle any day. So if then they're like, oh, n- oh shit, like now we got to pass the ball, like I still think we're better than them, like receivers-wise. Like our cornerbacks are better than their wide receivers. And like our cornerbacks are better than their quarterback more than anything. Which is something funny to say. Yeah. Because Notre thought Dame's I'd corners. Yeah, really. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. But like I'll take that matchup. Like, if it comes down to, like, if this, like, kind of average quarterback slings it for, like, 400 yards, then, they like, shit, yeah, then, like, fuck, that sucks, but, like, I would have bet money that our cornerbacks could stop him. Yeah, yeah. Going back to their defense, though, they've only given up more than 24 points once this whole year, and I believe it was against Oklahoma, and... I want to say 10 to 14 of the points that Oklahoma scored that game were done by their defense. Oklahoma State turning the ball over and Oklahoma's defense scoring. Okay. So see this is something that's a that's a very misleading stat that they've only given up more than 24 points one time because it is true, but do you want can I read you off the other scores that they gave up? Yeah. 16 to Missouri State. Mhm. 23 to Tulsa, 20 to Boise State, 20 to Kansas State, 24 to Texas, 24 to Iowa State, 17 to TCU, and 33 to Oklahoma. So, like, yeah, sure, they've given up only more than 24 one time, but they've also given up 20 and 24, like, five times. Also, this should be the end-all, be-all right here. They lost to Iowa State. Yeah, that's tough. And that's it. And, and that you, should be the biggest confidence boost you can get for a Notre Dame fan. If you lost to fucking Iowa State. If you're an avid Shed Some Light listener, you know that holds some weight. Here. You lost to Iowa State. You stink. <laughs> that's it. That's all that matters. Fucking Iowa State sucks. That That's like final nail in the coffin like who's gonna win this game well oklahoma state lost iowa state and then everyone's like all right no no names got this fucking <laughs> bag right yeah like so. that's that's my like i because i'm always interested like super interested in stats like that where it's like they've only given up 20 oh, over 27 points so you know like x amount of time it's like all right how many times they give up fucking 27 or like 26 points like it's got to be a fuck ton and it is because but they 24 know points in today's still, college football is not a lot. Still, 
How many times do you think we gave up over 24? UNC? Cincinnati? Cincinnati like two? was at 24. Okay, so then one. We didn't give up more than 24 to Wisconsin. Uh, Florida State, first game. Oh, yeah. It's like two, three times. Probably somewhere around there. Yeah. So, I mean, we played better competition than fucking Missouri or Missouri State, fucking Tulsa, and Iowa State. I'll tell you that. Yeah, my my concern for Notre Dame is that the the defenses that we faced throughout the year, like we were the the first half of the season was our really good defensive teams that we faced, and then the second half was more really good offenses that we faced. We showed in the second half of the season, granted, you know, you get more time, more practice, everything like that, that we can shut down those good offenses. And I know, again, counter-argument, it was early on. We didn't have as many practices. We weren't all gelled together. But those good defenses did give Notre Dame quite a bit of problem problems at the beginning of the year. It Dude, like, I'm going back and looking at this right now. It was, like, realistically, like, first five games that we really couldn't do anything and then it was like oh holy shit like we actually know how to play football it's not a lot and then like when we figured it out we figured it out fucking fast and it was awesome because we figured it out and it was like all right everyone's getting the fucking shit kicked out of them real quick yeah yeah so like i don't know so if, if you're like putting this up i know oklahoma state's got a good defense but like so say maybe we're even, I would say. Maybe if you can I'll even give the edge to Oklahoma State a little bit. Our offense versus their defense. I'll give a little bit of the edge to Oklahoma State. I'll take a lot of the edge Notre Dame defense over Oklahoma State's offense. One thing too that I do want to point I'll out. I'll take a lot of the a edge. little another uh thing to add to your checklist. They did lose their defensive coordinator. And we know that's more than losing a head coach. Because the D coordinators and the O coordinators are the ones who are doing stuff in game. So. I wonder how many times. So their defensive coordinator took the job at um, Ohio State. The D coordinator job? Yeah. So how many times do you think coaches have left schools Same acronyms? to go to another? Like he OSU. went from OSU to, to OSU. OSU. I don't think. I feel like there's not many. You know, or not many schools of the same caliber. Uh, you could go from um, Oklahoma to Oregon. Oklahoma it's technically to Oregon. just OU. You could go from USC to South Carolina. Carolina. So we have two like two jumps you could make that you are could like go from comparable uh, North Dakota to Notre Dame. All right, we're not gonna count that. We're not gonna count those as comparable. Uh, you could go from still a two. <laughs> It's three. I mean, it's possible. Yeah, I'm talking like things that might actually happen. Um, what other acronyms do we have? Texas to fucking some other school that starts with a T. I'm sure there's more out there, but I, I would like to know that. I that. mean, I mean, okay. So, like, if you're really breaking it down, like Alabama to Auburn. Yeah, there you go. Well, no, you're just no, going. Are A's. You, is it University is it, of Alabama? I think it's University of Alabama and, and Auburn, Auburn University. University. So that doesn't count. Well, then, okay, then 
is it if we're going that then are we going university of notre dame and then is it north dakota university or university University of north North dakota Dakota? that's the same they're both unds and i only know that because of hockey oh yeah uh what there's another bowl game canceled man michigan to maryland u of m is it university University of Maryland? maryland yeah boom that could happen I guess the more comparable one was like, oh, we're hoping for a good thing happening, so it would be Maryland to Michigan, but, <laughs> you know. All right, yeah. back to the back to Sorry. Notre Dame. Got is OSU or any of their players not playing besides possibly their running back? Possibly their running back. I think there's a chance that two of their defensive players don't play, but it doesn't sound likely, and if they do, they're like corners or safeties or something. It's I don't think it's anyone on their line. Okay, I'm gonna say something. I'm not worried about their line. I know they're good. I got I. Our offense has showed me no reason to worry about our offensive line. Blake Fisher, that's the question. Is it can is can Blake Fisher come in and pick up the cohesion and like know what to do at all times? Because yeah. that line for for probably since the Cincinnati game, our the fifth game of the year, like finally was like, all right, fuck it, like let's stop being ass. And they were awesome the the latter half of that year. Yeah. So I'm not worried about our O-line anymore. I Again, big O-line guy here. <laughs> you know, I've been saying it for a while. Uh, and sure, they did not perform well at the beginning of the season. But like I said, since the fifth game, they were like, fuck it. Like, let's start being really good. Now, the one point that I will give to Oklahoma State is that Mike Gundy has a mullet. Mullet. Yeah. So, fuck. I mean, that's pretty sweet. Who's cooler, Mike Gundy or Marcus Freeman? I'm gotta pick Marcus Freeman for like overall coolness, but the mullet is like, like if he didn't have the mullet, it'd be Marcus Freeman by a mile. The mullet kind of shortens that distance a little bit, but it's still Marcus Freeman. I also think if you wear shades or not, that matters. Is this game outside? Like I know it's like, uh, is the stadium indoors? Is, that uh, a, is it a roof? I think so. It's where the Cardinals play. Okay, so there is a roof. Yeah. So, th- yes, that's good. Because we don't want Mike Gundy to wear a visor and sunglasses. Oh, yes, yes, that's That correct. would look intimidating as fuck. Yeah. So, just a visor, I'm fine with that. But the visor glasses, that's something I don't want to mess with. Gundy, so another thing, I, I know I've kind of mentioned this in the past, but like I'm I'm just pumping the brakes a little bit here. Freeman's first game as a head coach, tough, like, start. Could also be a fantastic yeah, start. Mike Gundy is 10-5 and five in bowl games, so, like, he, he clearly knows what he's doing. Yeah, sure. I got confidence. I got confidence in the boys. Um, You want to know Notre Dame's last win in the Fiesta Bowl? Sure. What's your guess? You have a guess? You I can feel give like me a year or a team, either one. I feel like since you're like asking me this, it's gonna be like nineteen. Wait, wasn't it recently? It's either gonna be like really far back, like nineteen, like fifty-two, or it's gonna be like two thousand and like seven, and we were like a seven and five team and like barely <laughs> made it in. Uh, nineteen eighty-nine against right. West Virginia. So kind of right in the middle. Yeah. Overall, we're one and four in Fiesta Bowls. 
the last Fiesta Bowl I remember playing in was Ohio State. Ohio State. We got shit pumped by him. Yep. AJ Hawk, fuck you. Yep. Brady Quinn's sister, fuck you too. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's those are like kind of the main big talking points I have. Notre Dame's last New Year's Six win was 1994. So okay, um, so then you want to give like a couple X factors? Yeah. Okay, so who's give us your X factor on offense? Like we we win this game if blank does blank. Uh, if Jack Cohen doesn't make stupid mistakes. Okay. Like so, are you plays, fine? Are you fine with define a stupid mistake? Because like I'm not gonna count an interception. Like if it's a good play, and the, like the cornerback made like a fucking great play, I'd be like, ah, that sucks. But like like opening drive against Cincinnati when we're at like, okay, the 15 yeah, yard yeah. line, and he like, just throws very, it to them. Yeah, very clear and fucking. That was a really stupid pass. Type yeah, of thing. If he's like, if he's taking like a deep bomb down the field to Kevin Austin, and like their defender just makes like a heck of a play and picks it off. I'm not going to count that as a stupid mistake. But if he if he has uh anywhere to like a slightly above average game or better, I think the offense will be fine. Okay. Want to hear my offensive X factor? Yep. So I got it's a just a, a I mean other than Blake Fisher obviously no. because Oh yeah, he's, yeah. Okay. He's so just an X factor because we don't know. Yeah. So my X factor is kind of like two people in one, and it's Chris Tyree and Logan Diggs. And as if they can rush for a combined over like 100 to 120 yards, I think we're set. I don't even need touchdowns out of them. I just need them to open up the offense. Yep. Because if they can run for over a combined over 100 yards, I'll, t- I'll say that's like the bare minimum that they need, then that opens up Michael Mayer, that opens up Kevin Austin, that opens up Deion Colsey, Lorenzo Styles. That's what it opens up, and when they when that opens up, that's when Notre Dame thrives. Yeah. When you have to consciously be like every single play, I gotta be like, ah, oh, fuck. Like one of our linebackers has taken a running back, and then one of our linebackers has taken Michael Mayer. Like that's when we're at our best. So if those two can combined rush for bare minimum a hundred yards, I think we win that game. Okay. Defense. Uh, I I had a what I thought was a really clear answer. And then I talked myself out of it while you were just going through the offense. Okay. Uh, I think that the X factor is going to be uh, Drew White. Okay. Mine was going to be Jack Kaiser. Because uh, if Drew White like looks like he has cement in his shoes and gets out of position on multiple plays, which allows them to have like 80-yard blasts down the field, we're done for. But if he like has some speed and is in the right spot at the right time yeah so you're not you're basically going pass coverage for the linebackers uh yeah and just don't look slow yeah so pass coverage because they never really get i feel like they never really get burned on run plays like i haven't seen them this year be like like in a run play be like well that guy was way out of fucking position because my my original thought was um either fosky or mta but like i i feel like they're just going to get the job done like they're gonna yeah i have i have confidence in them. Um, yeah it's gonna I, it's gonna come down to drew white and uh jd bertrand and jack kaiser not getting blown out of the water that was okay so that was gonna be like kind of half of mine 
You know what my other half one is, and I can't believe I'm fucking saying this? Clarence Lewis. Goddamn right, baby. Give me a pick, Clarence. If Clarence Lewis gets a fucking interception, we're smoking Oklahoma State. Smoking them. I'll tell you that. Uh, Shooting up the boards for one of my favorite defensive players, Cam Hart. Yeah, Cam Hart's awesome. Yeah. What uh, year is he? I'm going to guess like a junior. Like, Is he like going to come back? As far as I know. Fuck yeah, that's what you love to see. I But, I mean, don't quote me on that. That defense just... is going to be fucking stacked next year. Yeah. If, if Freeman can convince MTA, or like the Adamiola brothers and Foskey to come back, like, yikes. Yeah. That'd be sweet. That's going to be a fucking hell of a defense. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, I'm bumping up both my scores. 31-23. I'm sticking with mine. I think I I think I said forty one thirteen. Yeah. Cause I yeah. Think so. Cause yeah. It was no. Two thirteen. No. No. I know exactly why. Because we were going to score five touchdowns and kick two field goals. That was how I got to forty one thirteen. There you go. Forty one thirteen. Sticking with it. All right. I'm going thirty one twenty three. Notre Dame right now is only two and a half point favorites. I don't hate like that doesn't. That doesn't bother me. Yeah. Especially in like a bowl game, like I guess final question of the whole episode: Would you say were the, it, like God forbid Oklahoma State gets COVID? Would you say we're the Fiesta Bowl champs? No, neither would I. I would jokingly, but I like in Ironically, my heart of I'd yeah, say it, yeah, in in my heart of hearts, I'd be like, well, that kind of fucking sucks. Yeah. But, like, jokingly, I'd be like, easiest bowl win of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Does that count as Notre Dame's first New Year's Six bowl win? Yeah. Yes. 100%. <laughs> like, I would I would go around saying that. I'd be, I'd go around being like, Notre Dame won a New Year's Six bowl. Jokingly. Yeah, In my heart of hearts, I'd be like, I really wanted to play that game. Because they didn't lose. And, like, if you, it's one of those things where, like, when they took away Louisville's championship because of, like, Rick Pitino, it's like, yeah, but like no one fucking cares about that. Like everyone's still gonna be like they're the champion. It's At the like, end of the day, if you would if if that happens and you were to Google twenty twenty one Fiesta Bowl champions, it would come up as Notre Dame. It's like when the Lions tie. Yep. They're losing They're streak losing streaks over. Because they, they didn't win, but they didn't lose. Yep. But if Notre Dame if that happens, it's gonna say what do you think the Wikipedia page would say? The game wasn't played. But, like, I'm pretty sure, like, so, like, if that happened in the playoffs, it'd be, like, X team won. Because they had to advance on to another round. There's no advancing for the Fiesta Bowl winner. It would just say the game wasn't played due to one team having a COVID outbreak. I think it'd be really funny if one team did. So, so obviously, we're speaking, Oklahoma has this Notre Dame wins. If they put it on, the like, the Wikipedia, and it was, like, Notre Dame wins final score 0-0. Zero to zero. Like, yeah. that would be so funny. Yeah. At the end of the day, go Irish. Go Irish. Pray for me because I think I'm going to be watching this game on the f- on my phone in the car. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, you're fucked. There's a chance I'm not, but there's also a high probability that I am. You are fucked. In the middle of a 12-hour car ride. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. We salute you, soldier. Oh, man. All right. Well, hey, 
Uh, Happy New Year, everyone. Keep them cold, but more importantly on this episode, go Irish. Go Irish.